Hey, welcome to Athlete on Fire. This is brought to you by Spartan Media Fest, ATP Science. Thank you guys for supporting all of these podcasts. are coming out here from all over the world just to, to share a, a common passion, which is to get out there, get moving, and, and get out of your comfort zone and do some big stuff. So uh, we are about to talk to Amanda Basham. Uh, I have to admit, I went into this interview probably the least prepared I have of any interview I've ever done. I feel bad uh, saying that because I was kind of – uh, all over the place today. I didn't know that I was going to be interviewing her, and then we had a scheduling thing, and then uh, she was there, and and it was it ended up being one of my favorite interviews of the day. We got to just talk about life and business and um, kind of how she came up. Uh, she was a cheerleader back in the day. Got to give her a little shout out because it's kind of funny. You guys will hear that in the interview. Talked a little bit about her training, not really that much. Just some of um, she had a big big uh, a big upset type failure in France last year at UTMB. She came back this year stronger than ever. We got to talk about some of her family. And, uh, yeah, it was just kind of a fun sit down. We weren't really paying attention to the fact that we're podcasting. And those are the, those are my favorite episodes. If I can connect with somebody on a deeper level so that the experience was cool for us, then I know that you guys listening are going to enjoy it. So I think you will in this instance as well. So, uh, Amanda Basham, she's a sponsored athlete with Ultra. I think you guys will really enjoy the show, and go check out her stuff when you get done listening to this. Thanks a lot. All right. Go and say your full name. Amanda Basham. All right. Amanda, what's up? You been talking a lot? Talking this weekend? Yeah. Uh, I'm always talking a lot. I feel like I'm sick of my voice right now. I'm going to make you carry this interview. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I was actually asking, I was like, I know I, I followed you on Instagram so I could get a little idea of some things okay. you're doing. And then, uh, and then I still, I didn't know what you look like really, you know, in person. So I was asking people. So I got the red hair. Oh, okay. I, so I was yeah, like, how in the hell am I not going to find somebody with red hair? Yeah. I, although I kind of have it covered. It's you pretty cool though. Still kind of see it. So how long Thanks. have you had the red hair? Oh, probably a couple years now. Yeah? Yeah. I've always had different colors. I yeah. actually was blonde at once. Oh. Uh, that was terrible. What's your natural, what's the natural color? Like a light brown. Light brown. But I started dyeing my hair when I was 13. Oh, really? Yeah. And so how old are you now? 29. Almost 30. Oh, yeah. So you're like a professional hair colorer. Yeah. Well, my sister's a hairstylist. Oh, She's no actually way. here with me. Oh, does she have color? Colors? She does. She has purple hair. Oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys, do you guys around. have like superhero names or... It seems like you should. Um, well, in the trail world, people call me Smash and Basham. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So just no tripping, no purposeful tripping on the trails? Trying not to. <laughs> I do fall are a you, lot, though. Are you, uh, are you running out here this weekend? Yeah. Tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Uh, Spartan or the trail race? Uh, Spartan trail race. The Spartan trail. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So I went and ran it yesterday just to shake my legs out after traveling a little bit. It's nice. It's very color. It feels like Colorado to me. Yeah, I mean the weather's been really nice, but it's also supposed to snow tomorrow. So try to get. I'm trying to get my head around that <laughs> right now. It's been freaking hot in Colorado. Yeah, it's been mid yeah, 80s. It's been so nice. Yeah, it's nice. All right. So uh, so what's your what's your involvement? I, I guess I don't know 100. Spartan Trail is looking for some trail legends out there to kind of help uh, launch this big ambitious thing. Is it is that what you're doing? Are you going to just kind of be speaking on their behalf a little bit, or yeah, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I'm just here with, with Ultra, um, trying to kind of merge the two worlds, I guess, and show people that trail running is just as awesome. Yeah. How long have you been with Ultra? I think this is my fourth year. Okay. Or going on my fourth year. So three years and then going on my fourth for 2020. So me and my wife, this is my Ultra story of the day. Me and my wife started a race 
Uh, my background's industrial science. I've been coaching athletes for my whole career. Oh, cool. But very entrepreneurial. So I mean, we'll try stuff. And uh, we put on this minimalist 5K back in like 2011. It's called the Naked Foot 5K. And, so very uh, minimalist. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, probably half of the field went barefoot. Like we oh, wow. find places that were grassy and stuff. We did one in Boulder. We did one down Highland Ranch. And then, so this is crazy. So the first day, this is, I'm interviewing you, but this is funny because it's ultra. The first day, we, I literally didn't have a start shoot. It's like the morning of, I found a bunch of PVC in my house and literally laminated S-T-A-R-T, hung it from this little, this little uh, tunnel that I built in like a half hour in my garage. And we only had like 18 people signed up. And we go out there and 50 people signed up on the day. So we had like 70, no way. 70 people. I was like, what? Yes. That's so cool. we were like hooked. We just, it was cool to see people come out on something that we marketed. And literally the next day, um, we posted seven cities that we were going to take this to. We didn't know what the hell we're going. We were just like, yeah, let's go to Santa Barbara and Austin. So we picked all these like towns that we thought barefoot running would be kind of popular. And uh, the, the day after we posted that, Merrill contacted us and wrote us a little check for a sponsorship way more than they should, should ever oh, have paid really? us. It was, it was legit. Went back when you could get money for, for races. And Merrill was with us for two years, and then our third year, uh, Ultra had just been launched. And uh, they, they were our title sponsor the third year. Oh, nice. But it was just funny because they were pure startup mode. Like Golden and Jeremy and those guys would come out and uh, you know have a few uh, boxes of Ultras on yeah. like a table like the size of this with no marketing whatsoever. And it, I mean, I remember one time uh, before their first event in Salt Lake, which is where they were founded, uh, they didn't have any media. And they were a title sponsor. I was like, do you guys have anything for the start shoot? Anything? They're like, no. So I designed a freaking pretty sweet little start shoot banners and stuff and came out with them like oh my gosh this is amazing so it was, just, it was just like funny goofy stuff like that but to see like that was like day one to where they've where they are now it's pretty sweet yeah i mean yeah. they've grown i'd say relatively quick from oh, yeah. like where they started to now it's awesome and it's become uh i mean just such a solid brand yeah do, do you know a lot of, the, of your teammates Ultra team? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, the drill world in the grand scheme of things is pretty small. Right, yeah. So you see a lot of these people everywhere. And so basically, like, doing all these trail races, you kind of travel around the world with your friends. Yeah. It's nice. That's cool. Yeah. So um, I know you just recently got back from Chamonix, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, what was that experience like? Oh, it was amazing. I love Chamonix. I've um, never been. It looks really cool. So I've been there, that was my third year that I've been there. Yeah. Um, so I started out crewing one of my friends, Zach Miller. And okay. I got instantly hooked, which is usually what I do. I show up to a race, they help out, and I'm like, I gotta do this. Yeah. So then I went the next year and did the 100 mile. Oh, nice. Wasn't a very good day for me. No. It's um, possible there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> 100 milers I, I uh, have had to work really hard on. Yeah. Yeah, they don't come as naturally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, there's gotta be some work for 100 miles. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then this year, I did the 100K, and I went out to France a month early. Oh, nice. So I got to train out there and be out there when it was really chill and yeah. not full of get people. Get some of nerves out there. And... Yeah, get used to the time change. So nice. I, yeah, had a really good race. Um, I get so confused. UTMB, CCC? Yeah, so all of them are like the UTMB races. Okay, which is so, their series or whatever. Yeah, so then the weekend has like four different races I believe OCC PTL UTMB CCC I think that's all yeah, yeah. And, so, and they're all different distances okay. and so the big one is UTMB which is 100 mile yeah. and then CCC is the 100k 
OCC's the 50K. PTL's a crazy race. Uh, it's like five days long. Oh, really? You navigate yourself and you sell stuff. What happened on the, uh, what happened on the 100 miler for you? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm trying to think what number 100 mile that was. I think it was like my third 100 miler. Um, well, first of all, it was my first race in Europe. Yeah. Which is very different. So different. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think I was prepared for that. Yeah. Um, Physically. Like, I just didn't train well enough for it. It was one problem. Right. I think my bigger problem was, like, life stress. Yeah. So I went into it just, like, not mentally prepared. Yeah. And you have to be so mentally prepared for that race. Yeah. I mean, every 100-miler. But especially that one. Yeah. it's so intense. It's, it's really 105 miles oh, yeah. with 34,000 feet of vert, Oof. super technical downhills. Um, and pretty, I mean, some of the uphills even are pretty runnable. Yeah. And I went out blazing hot like I usually do, which I've regretted on 100 milers. Um, and I was doing really well for maybe 20 miles. And then it was like I literally ran into a wall. Oh, pretty much walked to the finish. You walked the last 80? Pretty much. Really? Yeah. Wow. And actually, um, I was going to drop about halfway in. Yeah. Because I knew how long it was going to take me if I was walking this thing. And I was so over it. Like, yeah. Once you get to the point where you've just kind of decided that, the hunt, at least for me, that like running just isn't happening right now. Right. Um, it's so hard to make yourself run even after you feel better. Right. Um, and I've improved on my mental side since then because this is 2017. But okay. At the time, it was just like 100 miles just were really hard. Um, but I was going to drop, and then a couple of my friends, who are some of the best runners in the sport, uh, Magda Goulet and Casey Lipteig, yeah, they came into the aid station that I was at, and they heard me say I was going to drop. And Magda was like, you're not dropping. You're coming with us. Because <laughs> they were both, they were having bad days too. Yeah. So we all basically walked to the finish. Did you really? Yeah. So was, was it kind of fun because of that? It kind of was. And what was interesting is there was actually... Um, his real name isn't Mario, but at the time, we, his bib said Mario. Um, I believe you pronounce it like uh, Majo. It's yeah. like M-A-J-O. Okay. Um, but he had on his bib, it said Mario, so we kept calling him Mario. But he was the guy who, like, none of us knew, and each one of us wanted to drop on, at our own times, and he just happened to be there, like, every time. Really? And he got us all to keep going. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it was super cool. So we all four finished together. Yeah, I just, I mean, the one thing with the 100 milers, why I haven't run 100 miles yet, is I've, I've had young kids since I've been interested in ultra running, and uh, the sleep deprivation is so real with young kids. Yeah. So to actually go do it on purpose just hasn't appealed to me yet. But you'd probably be good on it. I, I wouldn't be bad. Like, I, can, I can roll without yeah. sleep. I just don't like to. See, I can't. <laughs> I don't like to, and I can't. Uh, it's tough, right? Isn't that, isn't that the hardest part for yeah, the 100s? Yeah, for me, yeah. Yeah. I think I get into like zombie mode from probably one to five. Yeah, and, and then you're on that tech, just on technical stuff. It's scary as hell because you, yeah. you know you, have, you know how you have like a close call on trail and you're like, oh, pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> and it kind of sends your whole body in shock. Oh yeah, for a you second. get tense for like, then you have to like shake it off and get your confidence back. Do you, yeah. do you, uh, do you ski or snowboard by any chance? I used to snowboard, yeah. and ever since I've been more into trail running, I'm just nervous I'm gonna get hurt. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> I don't really do it. Luckily, most injuries for snowboarding are upper body injuries. Oh, well, that's better. I used to because I used to always coach this lot. It's like mm-hmm. if you want to hurt your legs. Go ski. If you want to hurt your wrists or forearms or elbows, snowboard. Okay. So we do have that. <laughs> still technically run. If I, I mean, freaking what? Killian won the hard walk, hard rock with a cast on or something? Killian is in his own like, breed <laughs> of human. He really is. 
So I don't know if you can compare him to anyone. <laughs> can you imagine running with a freaking arm brace on? No, there's time? no way. Yeah. I mean, so that had to have hurt him the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, so you can still snowboard. But one thing with the snowboarding, I was going to say, is uh, especially if you're pushing yourself and you don't risk yourself or steeper, steeps, you know, shoots, whatever you do, when your confidence is shot, mountain biking is very similar. When your confidence is shot, it's shot for the day mm-hmm. a lot of times. And yeah. you, you've got to be really mentally tough to be able to turn it around. And when you're having, and we, everybody's had a bad day on trails, where you're just not flowing and you're not seeing things how you should, it just it really puts you into a tense mode. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think a lot of people deal with that. So, so for becoming ultra, athlete and fire, stuff that we do, um, a lot of beginners, a lot of people are just trying to figure out how to get into the sport. And what I've noticed over the last five years of coaching a lot, a lot of the ultra runners is um, they see people like you and Ian and uh, Amelia for Spartan, people doing really, really cool stuff at a really high level. Um, and they see the backdrop, like Killian, look at his social media. It's like you just want to go hop on his back and wherever yeah. you go, you know what I mean? Awesome so they see that stuff, but they don't the, – the, the steps to get there, if you don't have a coach, uh, can, be, can be tricky to navigate. Like what would be some good advice for somebody who's listening to this or who's watching you kind of in your career figure this stuff out, um, knowing that they're not going to be at, that, at the level you're at maybe ever? Like what, what are some good, good tips for those guys? Um, I mean, I'd say number one thing is just consistency. So even if they have no idea and they just want to – they're interested in running and – they want to try out some of the trail stuff, but they have no idea what they're doing. Physiology, they don't know any of that. Just getting out there and running every day, I'd yeah. say, is the most important. Nice. So just get that consistency going to get started. Even if it's a couple miles. Like, Even if it's a couple miles. Yeah, just every day or, like, maybe if you're currently running, like, three days a week, step it up to four. Yeah. You know, and keep improving that way. Then once you get the consistency down, you can think of, um, you know, adding – Maybe a day where you push it a little bit harder. Yeah. One day a week. Just keep it simple. Yeah, keep it super simple. Just be consistent. And even that alone will help a beginner improve a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know um, social media just gets brought up a lot, but you see, you see a lot of athletes that are really good on there, and they, they figure out how to get, get attention and, and be able to share their message a little bit. Um, but I just know there's – there are people in all of y'all's lives that are allowing you to do this stuff. I mean, very rarely do you see somebody just completely doing this stuff solo. Mm-hmm. So who are a couple people that are, are really helping you right now on a day-to-day basis um, be successful, whether it's from training or emotional support, stuff like that? Um, like more like friends and family? Yeah, I think give people shout-outs, man. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, my family's awesome. Yeah. Um, I have a really good relationship with my family. Yeah. And they always thought the running thing was a little weird for a while. And then they actually came pretty early on in my running career to the Gorge Waterfalls 100K. Oh, yeah, that looks uh, really pretty. Is yeah. that in uh, Washington? It's in Portland, Oregon. Portland, okay, yeah. yeah. And I'm from Oregon. Oh, nice. Is so that rain sh- the rain shadow people? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But because of the fires, uh, either last year or the year before, they don't have the race going anymore. Oh, they might bring it back. But uh, so they came and watched that. And ever since then... Like, they were always supportive before, but they didn't understand it. Yeah. And then they came and watched it, and it was like, the support just yeah. went through the roof. Like, my whole family. My, did, my cousins, my aunt and uncles, my oh, that's mom awesome. and dad, and my sister, and yeah. Did you so did you run growing up? Um, Sort of. So I played a lot of sports. Yeah. Like, every sport you can imagine. I even did dance and cheerleading. And was, all the sports. And, yeah, everything else. 
I uh, was not a good cheerleader. Like, usually it's either or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. No, I mean, I grew up in tiny towns. Do you have any cheers you want to share with? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was so terrible. I was the person who would woo. Like, oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> that was co- your skill. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. co- I didn't know what to I, Like, it was so out of my element. Yeah. But I just did it because my friends did it. Yeah. And the coach would always tell us, just don't woo. And I always <laughs> woo. Every time. It was awful. I did oh, it one year. Great. Um, I think they just like me so strong. I could throw people around. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, so I did that for a long time. And then I did do track and field, but yeah. I wasn't any good at it. I did the sprinting stuff, and I enjoyed it. I didn't care that I was good. wasn't that good at it. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to hang out with my friends. Yeah. Um, I like being very social. Yes, this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so then I actually switched to distance my senior year when I stopped playing volleyball. Okay. And it kind of went from there. Cross country or just for fun? Oh, uh, cross country. Yeah. Yeah. Did it click right away? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I definitely got better throughout the year, but yeah. I kind of showed up and had no idea what I was doing. Um, so it was like, what was PR back then for you? A PR in cross country? Yeah, like when you oh, just gosh. got started. Um, I think my first race, I didn't do great. It was like, I got like 15th or something. Yeah. And um, maybe like a 20-minute 5K. Yeah. And I went to this really tiny school, so, like, there wasn't, like, a whole lot of competition, but um, I really liked it, and it wasn't terrible. It was kind of just in the middle. Yeah. And then, actually, one of the kids on the team was like, I don't know why he thought this, but he looked at me and was like, you're going to win districts this year. Just a random, yeah, just one of the kids (laughs) on the team, my age, you know, he had been on cross country for a few years. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just got 15th. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna go win some championship event. Yeah. Um, but then every race, I got better and better. So I think like the next one, um, I got like 10th. Yeah. And the next one was seventh, and then fifth, and then second, and then I won district championship. What? Yeah. You start mowing them down. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's just aerobic development, like. Yeah. In yeah. the season, but it's really cool. Yeah. So I, I went to grad school for exercise science, and my professor, he always he always had this thing just about um, nurture versus nature, of course. Like, your environment is going to determine the type of athlete you are and the culture of, from where you grew up and stuff. So he would always say, like, probably the best marathoner in the world is a librarian somewhere who's never run a mile in her life. You know, like, yeah. just the idea if you've never been exposed to it. And that's very similar to, to that situation. Yeah. So did you get, did you kind of get hooked to the to the feeling of running at that point? Yeah, and I really enjoyed the people that were doing it. Yeah. Like the people on the kids on the cross country team. I was kind of friends with everyone yeah. in school, but um, the kids on the cross country team were just great people. Yeah. So nice, so like welcoming to everyone, and I really liked them. Um, and so I think that gives you like a better feeling about the sport. Yeah, and if you think about it, like. Their mental health, they're probably more stable than 90% of high schoolers going yeah. through all the hormonal stuff because you're yeah. actually running aerobically, yeah, you know? exactly. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, and then, of course, because, I mean, I really liked how it made me feel. just yeah. made you feel really good. And then I started doing better every time. And so just everything about the sport was so positive. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so when did you start getting some notoriety um, recently, like in, in your career now? Um, when did you start getting faster and... I'd say the first really good race I had was um, Western States 2016. Okay. And I got fourth. Nice. Um, it was my second 100 mile attempt. Yeah. And yeah, and um, I don't think anyone like like write up stuff 
um, like pre-race interviews was like maybe I'll squeeze into the top ten, maybe not. You know? Yeah. Um, and I actually I think the reason it got so much attention was because I was pretty conservative, and then at like 100k in, started picking it up, and then with 10 miles to go, so I was at mile 90. I was in either like 10th, 11th, or 12th, like somewhere around there. And the last 10 miles, I went from that to fourth. Oh, wow. So I was just, like, blazing past people. <laughs> and so then I think that's why it got a little more attention. Just oh, yeah. It was like, this girl's sprinting the last <laughs> 10 miles. Um, so that was that was probably my first big one that was, like, I started getting noticed. Yeah. Did, did you try to – is this your career right now? It is now, yeah, yeah. as did, of a few months ago. I was going to say, did you did – you, did you ever sit down and say, this is what I want to do for a, for a career? Were you trying to figure it out? Like, what was the what was the process there? So, I never thought I'd be doing it as, a, like, a full-time career. Right. Um, when I first got in it, this is, like, my fifth season, I think, competing, like, professionally. Yeah. And I've worked a normal full-time job yeah. until a few months ago. What'd you do? A few different things. I worked at Nike oh, cool. uh, at their main campus in Portland. Yeah. In Beaverton, right outside Portland, uh, for a couple of years. I've worked for Goo and Nathan, uh, iFit, which is part of, like, Nordic Track. Oh, yeah. Um, that was my last job, was yeah. iFit. Um, it's a bunch of different things. Kind of all in the sports fitness world, yeah. but more on kind of the marketing side, I'd say. Okay. I went to school for physiology. Oh, you did? Okay. So it was like... Related because it was like sports and stuff, but yeah. marketing but you understood type the stuff wasn't them. really what I was yeah. thinking I was going to do, but I understood the products, yeah. Yeah, at some point, everybody's in marketing. Yeah, exactly. At some point. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you want to or not, it was yeah. like part of it, you know? Yeah. Okay, so you're, uh, so th- the last three months, we'll go back a little bit, like just the process to get to where you are right now professionally. Yeah, so, so I didn't know trail running was a thing when I was working at Nike and I was running roads so after I stopped running in college because I ran college for a couple years um, I ran on the roads and I was doing half marathons marathons and I went to Boston Marathon I believe it was my second Boston I got an injury in my foot and I did everything possible to like make it better and it just wasn't getting better and then Finally, it started to get a little better, but I couldn't run on the roads, and so one of my friends told me that I should try running on the trails. Yeah. Because it's less impact, and maybe it won't hurt, because for them, that was their experience. Right. So I went and ran on the trails, and I instantly loved it, and my foot didn't hurt. Yeah. So it helped. I, initially, I was like... So you weren't running trails at all? No, no. In, in Oregon? In Oregon, yeah, which oh, is like amazing man. trail running. There's a problem there. I know. <laughs> like I go back now that I'm like, oh, I probably like, enjoyed this more if you're up in Boulder and you see people running on the streets you're like what are you doing yeah there's a trail a half mile from <laughs> it's, you it boggles my mind yeah so, so that's how you made the transition just to see if it would help your foot yeah oh, wow. and I liked it so much like day one um, and I looked up races and they were all super long and so it was like minimum was 50k I had done a marathon so it was like didn't seem like that big of a difference yeah I was like well whatever I guess I'll run a 50k because <laughs> I just that's just kind of how I am like I find something that I, I like or I go to an event or something I'm like I'm gonna do this um, so then I started running on the trails more partially because my foot still hurt but then I just liked it more and more like, the more I did it it was like why am I running on the roads yeah um, so I just really got into it and started uh, looking into more trail stuff and then since I was working at Nike 
someone brought up the Nike Trail team. Yeah. And so I was looking into that. I had no idea there was, like, this team. Yeah. And so then... As you worked there? As I worked there, yeah. Like, people people didn't know about it. That's funny. It had just gotten started. And and it was the super rad, like, the original Nike team. Super cool people. Like, we're all still really good friends. So who are some of the people on there? Uh, Chris Vargo, Alicia Vargo, uh, David and Megan Roche, who you probably know. Yeah, they're in Boulder. I I don't know. I actually have never met those guys, but yeah. They're in Boulder, though. Yeah. Or they were. I think they're back in California. Um, Sally McRae. Zach Miller, Alex Marner, David Laney. Nice, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun group, yeah. So fun. We were all, like, best friends. Um, but before I was on the team, I had just found out about it, and I was like, I want to try to get on that team. I had seriously run, like, three times on the trails. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm going to try to get on that team. Because I just think weird things. And sometimes yeah. they work out, sometimes they don't. Yeah, you got to try it. Um, but you got to try it, or you'll never know. And then uh, I actually hired Chris Vargo to coach me. And I told him I wanted to be on the Nike team. And I'm sure he thought it was crazy, like, or th- at least thinking, like, okay, this is a little far-fetched, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Your goals. Um, so I trained for the North Face 50-miler. Nice. That's good, cool. That's cool race. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, so I went and did that, and I did okay. So then I got on the Nike team. That's it. Yeah, pretty What's much. okay? Did you win it? No, I think I got <laughs> eighth. Okay. Which, I mean, that race is pretty competitive. Oh, yeah. And so top 10 is pretty good. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and I had talked to the athlete manager, Pat, who's still the athlete manager. And he said if I did good at that race, then we could talk more. That's so that's basically nice. what happened. And when I got on the Nike team, my first race I ran, like after I was on the Nike team, was the 50-mile trail championships in Ithaca, New York, and I won. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So it kind of went from there. So, so what are, what else are you doing professionally along with? Well, actually, do you do everything? Do you do all your stuff? Like, is your business your business? Do you have somebody helping you with your stuff? I do or? not have an agent. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, so it's all mine. Not. Yeah. Um, it's what, difficult. What do you think are some misconceptions? I, I have plenty of friends in this world, so I, I know the challenge for sure. But what do you think are there's some? What would be some misconceptions that the general population doesn't understand about what you're actually trying to do? Like, um, have a career and make money from this, which you got to eat and you got to be able to train a lot. Like, it's, yeah. it's a real thing, you know? So Yeah, I mean, just probably all of it. Like, it seems pretty crazy to people who don't do it at this level, I feel like. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, you're doing it as a job, and so it's, you have to look at it a lot differently. So, like, sometimes I'll tell people, like, well, I can't hang out. I got to go to bed because I have a tempo run in the morning or yeah. whatever. Like oh, just chill, relax. But like, if your if your paycheck was dependent on your training, you'd probably think about it a little more. Every single every single uh, professional that's out here will be just hanging out. All right, gotta go. Like they're hitting the run. You can't. You've got to build that discipline in. Yeah, you do. It's crazy. And it's hard. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. Um, and at first, when I first did it, I was very like. I'm going to do these things exactly how I want to do them. I don't care what I'm missing out on. Like, I'm just going to be that athlete that just, like, grinds it every yeah. day. Like, I don't care if my social life suffers. And then I think it went a little extreme. So now yeah. I'm, a little, I'm a little more relaxed. Like, I'll yeah. have a drink or hang out late. Yeah, I mean, you got to have a little release in the pressure of training, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just... you got to enjoy it and have a social life and everything. Yeah, I mean, you want to be... The cheerleader. That's why you cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta go do. It. No, I think so. what's what's the biggest challenge for you? Is it the social media? Is is it the 
closing of deal of deals. What? Well, I'd say um, not having like representing yourself. I really like, but at the same time, it's part of the challenge because for me, I develop really good relationships with brands that I work with. And we're all friends. Yeah. And so then you're also having these conversations about money with yeah, your friends. It's tough. It's tough. Which is really hard because you have to be able to separate kind of the business and friendship side of it. Yeah. And and they have to too. And they usually do. But it's a lot harder for like the athletes to do that, yeah. I feel. I think um, I think most athletes just because you know, I have been in my own business for forever, most athletes highly undervalue themselves. For sure, it's especially in trail world. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say I'm pretty good at getting my, getting my worth, I guess, yeah. um, compared to maybe some of my friends that will completely undervalue themselves or, yeah. or just they don't feel comfortable having those conversations with people. And so, I mean, I'd say I probably uh, am more financially stable than some people who uh, performance-wise are better than me. Yeah. Do you, do you have any other revenue streams besides sponsorships and stuff like that? Are you, I mean, are you do you provide services for people or? I actually coach. Yeah. Are you coaching? Yeah. Yeah. So I've coached since college. Have you really? Okay. Yeah. So I, nice. but I always did it like kind of part time, just because I enjoyed it. Yeah. Along with my full time job, um, it was a lot, but I just I just really liked it, so I just kept doing it. Yeah. I felt like that was more of what I went to school for. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I've done it kind of part time since, and then now I do it full time. It's uh, me and Ian were talking about that. Just the amount, like take take a professional runner who is a coach as well, and eighty percent of those guys are going to go focus on the running part of it and hope they can figure out the sponsorships, whatever it, whatever it is. But if you can take the pressure off of needing that and putting into whatever you decide, mm-hmm. coaching is your thing. If you can if you can take the pressure off, then you can actually go and let things happen a little more organically. Yeah. I think it's good for people. Yeah. Well, I think you like you really need those good relationships with your brands, but you also have to have your own brand. Yes. Like you can't be completely invested into that because it definitely is a lot of pressure when like your whole life is dependent on yeah. this giant company. So what what would be okay, 20 years from now like what if, if you could see your career and life going exactly how you want it like what what would the stuff you're doing now translate to down the road? Well, so I'm trying to, um, I am creating another side of my coaching business that isn't active yet. Cool. Um, That's going to be a little more available to more people. So like when you do, so I do personalized coaching right now, which is what most people do. Um, I really enjoy like more of the health and fitness side of it, of like people who want to get healthy and lose weight and all this stuff, but through running. Yeah. Rather than just going to the gym and. Yeah. You know, strength training or CrossFit or something like that. Yeah. And with personalized, you're really limited in how many people you can take on. Yeah. So I max it out at 20 people. Yeah. I do too. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I've had it's more. It's a sweet spot. You want to be able to give good energy, but at the same yeah. time, you got to be able to work on other stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot. Like, if you do it right, it's a lot of time. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And so I'm creating a side of my coaching brand that is more geared toward people who maybe they don't really care if they're winning stuff. Yeah. They just want to feel better and, you know, kind of figure things out through running. So just more like resource-based, kind yeah. of evergreen resources for people. And, yeah. Yeah. So then cool. I can reach, like, a wider platform, too. Yeah. And have more 
yeah, I, if you ha- if you have a following, which you do, and you have a business, which you do already, um, just just building that back in is the hardest part. Yeah, for sure. It just takes freaking forever. It does. <laughs> but and once you, you have do it, you right just before it you just like let it out there. So it's crazy. That's yeah, interesting. I, I love uh, I love talking about the entrepreneurial stuff. Yeah. Like I can we can talk about training all day. I talk about training all day every day. Yeah. I'm sure you do too. Oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so when we get in these things, I'm like. Let's just hang out and talk about some stuff that, that people might not understand. That's really cool, man. Yeah. Well, and there's a big side of coaching that I don't think even the athletes that you're coaching understand. Right. Like, it's so much, it's a huge um, time commitment. Like, yeah. so much investment, which I really, I really enjoy. But, like, I really put a lot of work into it. And so I can't just take on 100 people. Yeah. And you're not just going to throw a freaking template out and yeah, think exactly. it's a value to people. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be tenants that are similar, but if you're doing it right, like every Sunday night, I mean, sometimes I, sometimes I, I really don't want to, it's like going for a run when you don't want to. It's like, oh my gosh, okay. Yeah. It's, if I don't do it tonight, I'm getting up at four on Monday morning. Every yeah. Sunday night, I go in and, and uh, make sure everybody has their stuff in. And, and then, like, there's interaction throughout the week. But, yeah. um, like, to truly customize, like, you can't put stuff out for two months and hope they do it. It's yeah. kind of crazy. How, how do most people reach out to you? They just find you from, through social stuff? or Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say mostly through, like, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. What, have, what What's the trick to Instagram for you? What do you mean? Like, if you could say like this is what I, if, if there's a day when you're like, okay, I finally figured out what I need to be sharing on here. Um, is there a, is there a formula to it? Is it really thought out, or are you just like, yeah, this sounds like a good thing. Let's just throw it out there. Um, I'd say my number one thing is like, I have no boundaries. Like, I share everything. <laughs> yeah. With every like, if it's bad or good, I'll share it. Um, sometimes it makes people feel a little uncomfortable. I think. Yeah. But I think it's better because people, it is more authentic yeah, it's like it comes off very natural because it is natural so instead of like like if I'm trying to force something I just won't do it yeah I mean I'll go like a week sometimes without sharing like anything that. on Instagram because I'm just like eh, like nothing yeah people aren't leaving yeah <laughs> they're still gonna be on the internet when you get back yeah I'm just like I'm not gonna like force some sort of you know what message so on that whole share, over sharing thing you know I've noticed well you can tell me if you've, if you've noticed this People who share, I've, I've met people who share what I think is a lot, you know, mm-hmm. maybe past my comfort zone, but perfectly fine for somebody else. And then I'll meet them in person and they're like clammed up. They're, oh, that's interesting. I've, I've met, like, I have met people like that. Like in the last month, like probably four or five people that have really big followings and the, I meet them in person, it's like, it doesn't seem, it doesn't yeah. match. It's almost like uh, they're online so like much character, they can't. Yeah socially interact in person yeah it's very odd it's very odd yeah don't I'm actually that. like <laughs> I won't tell please don't do that <laughs> um, I feel like I'm kind of opposite like I'll meet a random person and tell them probably way too much yeah. whereas like I mean normal answer if someone asks you how things are going you're like oh it's good yeah. you know how are you that's just someone's normal response right. if they don't know someone and I'll be like well actually I don't feel good <laughs> or whatever you know I'm just I just always am like that I'm just honest with everyone I guess plus I feel that you change it up probably feels good not to just give standard operating yeah. answers you know yeah well I feel like I just can't say like if I'm I don't know stressed out whatever I'm just like yeah I'm stressed out. I'm kind of stressed out right now yeah. <laughs> to be honest no that's good alright couple we'll do some quick hitters here so uh you're in Boulder area we'll say Boulder since you're superior uh somebody comes to Boulder from out of town 
what one trail do you send them to? Hmm. Um, probably Green Mountain. I feel like Green Mountain's like really common one. Yeah. It's kind of nice and doable for everyone. Have you run the Skyline Traverse? I have, yeah. It's so fun. that's all the peaks, right? Yeah. So it's Green Mountain, Bear Mountain, South Boulder? South Boulder, Mesa, Green, Flagstaff. Oh, and Flagstaff. Sanitas. Oh, I, all at once. Yeah. Oh, I haven't done that. You should do it. It's fun. I've only done the, the loop. There's a big loop that's like maybe 17 miles. Yeah. Where you hit Green, Bear, and South Boulder. That's pretty close. I mean, background. I think this one way is 19, but you get about close to 7,000 game. Okay. And the, the last couple times I've done it, I just parked down at uh, South Mesa uh-huh. by El Dorado Canyon and Uber back. It's like a $7 Uber. That's not bad. <laughs> so I don't have to do like a shuttle, you know? Yeah. So it's always fun. Okay, so yeah. you said Green Mountain. Yeah. I think the main it's thing, answer. so when people tell me they're going to Boulder, like, oh, what should I do? Um... I'll usually tell them to show up for the Monday night run with Rocky Mountain Runners. Oh, yeah. They're, and they run up uh, green. They're just such fun people to be around. Yeah. Um, then you can, like, make friends and run up the trail with the group of people and then go to Southern Sun and have drinks afterwards. Oh, that's a good spot. Yeah. That's going to be the next one. Uh, so much, so many craft breweries. I mean, there's mm-hmm. one everywhere now. Is, is, that, is that the spot, Southern Sun? Um, I mean, that's what that's what we do with, with Rocky Mountain Runners on Mondays, yeah. and it's a good spot. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say that's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Okay, so um, if there was one movement that was not running that you could you could uh, let every runner know they should be going on a daily basis, or a very frequent basis, what would that be? Um, probably biking, if you're thinking of, like, cross-training. Yeah, anything, anything yeah. that you think, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say biking. It just gives you a lot of leg strength and no pounding. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you cycle? I do, yeah. A little bit. Uh, your sister's here? She is. Is she your assistant for the weekend? My assistant? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make her not feel like that. I'm trying to, like, I do. hopefully it feels like a vacation to her. She's a mom. A recent, her baby's, like, 10 months old. Oh, no way. Oh, this she's, is awesome, then, dude. Yeah. She doesn't care what she's doing right now. No. She's just happy she's not. Yeah. Yeah, trust yeah, me. <laughs> I mean, she she had a hard time leaving. I think this is the first time that she left her. That's hard. Um, and her baby's, like, a little angel. But she hasn't really done anything without her yeah. for 10 months. So, and but, she's, like, she loves trail running, but she doesn't... Um, do the like super long stuff yeah she's also like she just opened a salon so she's a business owner oh, she opened busy. her salon when she was like her baby was like four months old is that your only uh, niece or nephew it is yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I Little love girl. her oh my gosh yeah it's awesome man. Yeah. yeah it's actually I think it's I have a six and eight year old and it's hard to live in like once I'm gone I'm like okay I'm working whatever yeah but parents this is my opinion they should leave within the first year oh you think even for a weekend just so they don't get so attached that they never yeah. ever want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it gets it gets harder the longer. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And now she'll actually know she can do it without yeah. anything. Well, she was pretty happy about it, and uh, she really loves running. Yeah. But she has to like she's pretty busy, so she gets it in when she can, which is pretty good. Like four days a week, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but this is a really good race for her because it's 10k, so it's a lot more like that's what she does all the time. Oh, it's perfect. Rather than like trying to train for a 50k. It's a nice course. Like, it's first. 1.7 is straight up. Yeah. It's a high fest for most people. Yeah. And then about a mile of kind of technical scree type stuff. And it's pretty good flowy. Like, yeah, in, it looks like it kind of... Very Colorado tri- type trail. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, if, if she once you get through the two, first two miles, you're home free. Yeah. <laughs> no, so that's cool. So she gets to come out here and freeze her butt off. That's, that's nice. Of you. <laughs> um, anything else that's that's big in your life? Anything for sponsors you want to shout out? Um, let people know how they can find you. All that good stuff. Um, well, my Instagram's easy. It's my name, Amanda underscore Basham. All right, B A S H A M. Yep. All right, there we go. Um, that's probably the easiest way to get hold of me. Okay. Um, all my contacts on there, email, everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if they want to get hold of me, that's it. All right. Do you, are you good about responding? I am, yeah. I try to respond. I, I try to respond to every message, but... It's hard. It, it is hard. Um, any, any weird messages these days? Um, I get a lot of, like, uh, hard eye emojis, but <laughs> I, I should take that as a flattering Which one's message. the hard eye one? Oh, it's just like the smiley face with hard eyes. Oh, is that it? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Always I think people like the red hair. Yeah. That's fair <laughs> enough. Well, it was awesome interviewing um, a really, really peppy cheerleader. It was, it was nice. <laughs> I'd be a lot any, better these days. I haven't interviewed any cheerleaders lately. <laughs> and yeah, good luck this weekend. And thanks. I can't wait to see what happens in the next year. So. Yeah, thanks. It'll be fun. Awesome. Thanks, Amanda. Yeah.